Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Miss Whitman's Civics and Economics. This week, we're going to take a look at the characteristics of the U.S. economy and the different types of businesses found within our economic system. So let's jump into and kind of review what our markets, what our economy looks like here in the United States. So remember, markets are generally allowed to operate without interference from the government without much interference that is because the united states is a mixed economy a mixed economy uh, once again is when individuals determine um, the supply and demand of products but also you see little uh, government involvement within that supply and demand interaction between consumers and producers. Uh, prices are determined by supply and demand as individual buyers and sellers interact within the economy. So if people um, demand more of that product, the price of that product tends to go up, where vice versa, if no one is buying that particular po uh, product, it's out of um, stock or it's out of style, no one really wants it, prices will go down. So the more people want, the more the higher the demand of that particular item, prices follow demand. Um, and simply put, supply will go down too because people are demanding every um, everything for their product where the supply is kind of low, it can't match up to the demand that everybody wants. Um, another characteristic of a U.S. economy is private property, where individuals and businesses have the right to own their own personal property. Um, and with that, they have the right to not only make that product, but to also gain back any profits that they might gain from that. Um, so we see that here again, when it, the United States is a mixed economy, allowing for individuals and businesses to own their own um, private property or personal property, which means they um, control the means of production. They put all the time and effort that it takes to make that business successful. Also, uh, with that time and energy that it takes to make it successful, they gain back the uh, profits that, that their business might kind of give them in return. So that's private property. It's part of this mixed economy. Uh, where markets generally are allowed to operate without interference from the government. And that's a characteristic of our economy here in the United States. We kind of briefly mentioned, going on to the next slide here, what a profit is. Uh, we also talked about it in the very beginning of your um, start of the economic unit. It was one of the vocab terms. But profit is when you take your earnings after all expenses are paid. And there's a little bit of a math equation there for you. So please make sure you write that down in addition to this definition, that profit is earnings minus expenses. So how much do you take in after all of your expenses have been paid, after all of your bills um, have been met? And that's your profit. So what you're left over with is your profit. Businesses try to have as um, big of a margin of their earnings versus their expenses so they can make more money so they can make a larger profit so you always want to have your earnings what you take in um, to be higher than what you put your expenses out so you want to have more money than it actually costs um, for your bills to pay them off and all the other um, things that go into making the product that you're trying to sell with your personal property in this mixed economy of the united states 
Another vocabulary term um, that we mentioned at the very beginning is competition. And we do see that in the United States economy. Um, competition is a rivalry between producers and sellers of a good or service. Um, usually it's a rivalry between producers that sell similar products. Um, but competition is really good for us as um, consumers, for us as buyers, because competition lowers price, okay? And it usually results in better quality. So competition means um, the better quality of goods and services, uh, more likely people are going to buy it. But since they are competing with other companies that sell similar products, the price has to be low because otherwise the seller or the buyer um, is going to find the best price possible. They're going to find the best deal for them. So competition is good for us as buyers, for us as consumers, because we get the best deal possible price-wise and we get the best quality goods uh, for the money that we put out as well. Okay, and then rounding out um, a characteristic of the U.S. economy is consumer sovereignty. And again, we kind of mentioned this briefly in the very beginning. But consumer sovereignty is when consumers and buyers, individuals, are determining what they want to purchase. Um, and then by the fact that we're determining that we think a certain product is worth the money, the price that we agree upon, um, that means that product's going to continue to be produced. That product's going to continue to be made. And um, that's because consumers are going to keep buying it. If no one wants that particular product, that's not going to be made anymore. It's not going to be in production. But the more people buy a product, the more that product is continue to be made, the more the company is going to make those products for um, individuals to buy. So government um, involvement in the economy when it comes to consumer sovereignty is very limited. We as consumers actually drive the economy more than the government does. And again, and that's just our mixed economy of the United States, that consumers drive what um, the economy looks like by how much we spend, what we spend on, uh, versus the government kind of telling us what to do in that regard. Uh, most decisions regarding the production of goods and services, again, are made in the private sector. They're made by individuals' decisions. They're made by individuals' consumer sovereignty. Um, if people all of a sudden, for example, want to buy um, cars that are, are electric or save on um, gas, that means that that production of those cars, electric cars, are going to go up because consumers are buying them. If consumers weren't buying electric cars, then they wouldn't be produced. So we as consumers determine what is in the market, what's available to buy, um, based solely on just our patterns of what we agree to spend our money on. And that's all consumer sovereignty. That's all individuals making those decisions. Government really doesn't get involved in that. Okay, and then aside from characteristics of the U.S. economy, we do have to take a look at the types of businesses within our U.S. economy. So this is section four of your notes, last one we're going to look at today. Um, there are different types of businesses found in our U.S. economy. Um, entrepreneurs play an important role in all three. Um, an entrepreneur is someone that starts their own business, that takes on all the risk, um, that go along with starting an own business. So really entrepreneurs are kind of the starting block for any of the businesses that we um, see in the next slide here. An entrepreneur is just someone that takes a risk, uh, makes their own business, or comes up with a new idea for a product. 
Okay, so the first type of business that we want to see or take a look at anyway is proprietorship. That's how you pronounce that word, proprietorship. A proprietorship is a form of business with one owner who takes all risk, all profit. So this really is the beginning of an entrepreneur's kind of journey into the business world. They're going to make and own their own business, so therefore they become a proprietor. An entrepreneur becomes a proprietor when they enter the business world, and it's when there's only one owner who takes on all the risk of starting up a business, but with all that risk comes um, the fact that they have all the profits for themselves. They don't have to split it with anybody else. They enjoy all those profits, and profits are earnings minus expenses, how much they take in, how much they make. Uh, versus how much they spend on bills and kind of the means of production for their business overall. So it's one owner, all risk, all profit. That's proprietorship. As we go up in this scale of businesses, uh, we're going to see more owners coming into the picture. So a partnership sounds like what it is. It's a form of business with two or more owners who share risk, share profit. So you usually see about two owners or more in a partnership. Um, they split the risk, so they split maybe the startup for making their products. Um, the risk of owning a business, they would split that because there's two or more of the owners. But with that risk, since it's being split, they need to split the profits as well. That might be a 50-50 split of the profits. Whatever they make, half goes to one owner, half goes to the other. Uh, but sometimes, and more likely, you see that profit being split in a different margin, whether it's 75-25%. Um, it really depends on who put more risk or who's taken on more risk. For the partnership, they tend to get more of the profits. Um, but simply put, a partnership, again, sounds like what it is. It's two or more owners that share risk and share profit. And the next type of business here that we're going to end with is a corporation. So we really kind of reach the max amount of owners um, that we kind of see in this list of types of businesses. And a corporation is a form of business or, or an organization that's authorized to act by law as a legal person, regardless amount of owners, and there usually is a lot of owners. Um, and owners share the profit with ownership being um, limited in its investment. The liability of the ownership is limited in investment. So a lot of the corporations um, that you can think of are big kind of brand names like Adidas or Nike or um, any of the kind of brands that you see in larger stores and retail stores. They are corporations because they are large businesses. They have multiple owners. They have multiple um, stock owners. And they are seen not only as a large business because of all the money and um, expenses that they put out, but they're seen as a legal kind of entity, a legal kind of person. Because if something were to go wrong with their product um, that maybe causes harm to someone or it just doesn't follow the warranty, then individual consumers can um, take legal action against corporations and if their product doesn't do what they promised um, that it would. So a corporation is just a very large business, lar a large amount of owners, large amount of stock owners, but they're seen as a legal person, a legal entity, in case their product doesn't live up to their guarantees, whether it's a warranty guarantee or a safety guarantee. Um, consumers can take action against corporations if they need to.
Okay, and that's going to round out the end of our notes here. If you need to go back at any point, um, pause or rewind the video, watch as many times as you need to, you can. Please make sure you answer all the egg puzzle questions. If you need help with any of those questions, need it reset, uh, re-clarified, just let me know. But otherwise, we're going to end out here in Miss Whitman's Civics and Economics. I'll see you all next time. Thank you.